Hey girl, so I guess the zombie virus is gonna come out of India now, girl. What's the tea? Have you heard, girl? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. This is how he wants to start the show. I'm not okay, I'm gonna roll with it. I'm gonna roll with this. Uh I actually did <laughs> I did hear that India has been going through it where there's some unknown disease. <laughs> Uh, of unknown origins that has started to take some of their girls out. Um, so I mean, girl. is it the zombie virus, girl? I don't know. It's sounding a little nebulous, girl. They won't, they won't <sighs> say it's a virus or a disease. They won't say. They won't tell oh us what God. it is, girl. That is exact. That that's literally what happens in every zombie movie. Like they de- they never want to say. Oh man, girl, I'm not ready yet. I still. I mean, maybe it's time. <laughs> I didn't get my gun for the race protest, but bitch, I damn sure have a gun for those zombies, girl. Yes, you gotta girl. have one for the zombies. Two in bitch. the two in the chest, one in the head. Like, put those bitches down, um, girl. You know, this just reminds me of like, because I mean, I feel like okay, India is finishing the job that China started for twenty twenty, <laughs> girl. And I'm like, I you to know, take out the the human race. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're finishing the you know Corona. We got the vaccine now, so it's like, oh shit. You know, we got to figure out something else. So I feel like, but, um, you know, but no, no, I'm serious. But I think um, this reminds me. <laughs> I'm this serious, reminds, nervous. I'm seriously nervous. <laughs> because, no, because we don't know anything about this. You know, what they're, they're saying it's not water contamination. They tested the water supply. And that's what makes me scared because it, it, it seemed like it. And it reminds me of this story from when I was a senior in high school and I had this AP calculus teacher and he used to go to the board. And he used to put like this crazy theorem or something we'd never seen or heard mm, before mm. on the board and like like out of Goodwill Hunting. You remember that movie Goodwill Hunting? A, yeah, I had a teacher um, like the, I got a certain teacher like that too. And then they would show you how simple it was to solve. Was it that where they go? Or they just wanted well, to show you how complicated math could be? Or oh yeah. Well, so like on that, you know, a beautiful mind tip, Goodwill Hunting tip. Like it would be like all that stuff on the board. Oh, Rain he didn't win those. Temp. Like he filled up the he, whole board. He filled up the whole board, okay. and then he'd be like, "So this is this, this, and this, and this." And then at the end of it, he would say, "But that's beyond the scope of this course, bitch." And I feel. <laughs> I feel like this indie, whatever this Indian disease is, girl, that's beyond the scope of this course or this conversation, girl. I'm, I'm so I, I don't know what she is, but girl, stay tuned. But you just wanted to let the girls get, give the girls a heads up, you know? Yeah, we got to give the girls because we got to acknowledge the zombie virus. If she's coming, if she's here, we got to let the girls know. <laughs> we can't be neglectful or negligent, rather. I mean, oh god. I mean, since we're here, I mean, like, what's your like? If you're trying to prep for a zombie, I mean, obviously you, you got your guns, but I feel like yes, yes, multiple, <sighs> multiple guns. Yeah, multiple. I'm trying to think. How do you prep? Like for me, this the zombie one's always a hard one because it just takes that one. Like basically, the people who don't aren't close to their family or don't live near their friends, so the people that are always gonna be better off because it just takes you. Yeah, one family member. Like, you, I'm better off than you, girl, because you're close to your family. You occasionally see them. Like, it just takes your brother just coughing on your mom. Then you go visit your mom, and then that's it, girl. You go in the house, you put in some groceries, and your mom about to eat, you know, eat your neck. Like, I don't know. Well, you know what, though? I would say this, Because you can't, girl. like, because it's so frustrating, because you can't, like, be like, 
Because we, that's why I feel like we already are fucked up. If we really have a zombie virus, we're already fucked. Because we can't even do, for a fucking respiratory virus that literally just requires girls to stay home. We can't even do it for that. So we're really not going to be able to do it for the zombie. And people still aren't believing even um, Miss Corona. So they're definitely not going to believe a zombie virus if, when she comes. Oh, when she comes. If she comes. Oh. <laughs> if and <it> when. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saying when she comes. I'm not saying when she comes. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Huh? Cause you know that bitch is coming. You you I'm got it in your spirit. Oh, girl. Have- I t- I'm not gonna lie, girl. In my mentally, I have been preparing for a zombie virus at the end of the world since like high school. I'm just always like, I always want to be ready to like fight to the death. But girl, what were you gonna say, girl? Yeah, <laughs> girl. I would just say, you know. Have munition, have you munitions ready and have, you know, food and, and water in your house. And yeah, I mean, if it's really a zombie virus, like I ha- I do have canned goods and stuff in my house. I'm just not going outside, period. You know, but, but, my, but that's the thing. What about your family? What if your, what if your mom needs but you they or ha- your brother? Oh, you no, gonna leave bro, them they, out there? They have, they have, I, I set them up with some um, canned goods and stuff in their house too. So you're not trying to like water. get to get, you're not going to be running across the city trying to reach them. Cause that's no, what, get, well, that's what no, get the girls. That's they run across the, the city. Yeah. And by the time they I, get there, they're already a zombie. I mean, I wouldn't even feel comfortable going in the hallway of my building knowing there's a zombie virus out here. I wouldn't even oh, be yeah. comfortable going outside in the, in the hallway. Cause yeah, it was a, it was a Korean movie where there was, zombies and like it was a is a guy and a girl looking across the the street from each other in a in oh a, yeah uh alive i think it was on netflix it's on netflix i haven't yeah, watched it's on it yet. netflix it and then the guy was gonna try to go out in the hallway and then yeah, go see, downstairs pussy will get you killed he was and there was a zombie right in the motherfucking hallway bitch mm. right waiting at his door waiting on him <laughs> Wait, waiting on that ass yeah so girl no i'll be in the house i'll be in the house <laughs> watching tv (laughs) yeah (laughs) watching the world burn reading Um, a book maybe we can still record though you know yeah i mean that radio is one of those things at the end of the world girl well we might have to like switch the um our setup get on that um get on that am tip or what what are they called there's like another type of radio oh shit i forgot what it's called um that's like just uses signals i can't remember what it's called but um oh yeah you you probably know what i'm thinking about but um yeah Anyway, well, girl, we haven't even halfway beat Miss Rona. The girl's still not believing. Miss DJT out here still saying both that it's not that bad and that she can't wait for y'all to get this vaccine because she still doesn't believe that she's not going to be president. We can't take it right now. I need I need a break. Like if we're gonna have back to like if we're like I need a break. Like, give me a year off. Like all right, we, we got twenty 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 one. Yeah. Well, fuck. We're going into 2021 now. So right, right. Yeah, we could use a year off. I hope. That, I hope. Ooh, girl. Like yeah. let us. I, like let us at least get back. Like get a little bit of life back. Cause, bitch, I'm telling you, as soon as. Cause are you taking the vaccine early? Um, I'm gonna take it as soon as I can get it. I, I'm only gonna take the Moderna uh, vaccine. No, that's the one. Right. I want. Cause like you so. know, there's a there's also talk, uh, which is not the topic of this episode, which we'll get to about like you know how black people. Are- <laughs> Or literally like we don't fucking trust y'all we're not tra- taking this vaccine um i mean some people i think rightfully so tuskegee tuskegee experiments things like that were basically they were like um what's it it was Tuskegee where they were giving people syphilis wasn't it or yes was it yes else? or yeah that was tuskegee or yeah. where they weren't treating their syphilis they weren't treating they were letting the syphilis. Them... that's what it was yeah um, so in general black people don't tr- i mean 
kind of for good reason, but some of the girls are taking it full conspiracy route. So you got to, it's a fine line. Like I'm not full conspiracy, but I'm not going to take every vaccine. I'm going to look and see, <laughs> look to see which one looks right. But, um, but I want to be able to just t- get a, get a break, like get out there before we go back in and have to go, you know, fight our family and friends who have become zombies. But anyway, this was not how we normally start episodes, but I, it <laughs> fun turn um so yeah y'all keep an eye on india um, yeah keep an eye on her <laughs> um, and if you didn't know uh this is another episode of two save queens one of the few places in the pop sphere where you can hear a conversation about politics dick the zombie <laughs> virus <laughs> um but actually the topic for this show obama's continued legacy um so we're going back to um we're continuing our series about you know President Baraka Obama. Um, it's not Baraka, uh, but um, we're continuing well, our fem- series. You can on feminize that. her. We feminize everything else. I girl. mean, yeah, but I was just yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Miss Barack, Miss Barack H Obama, Miss Barack. I do love um Robinette though, Miss Robinette. That's, I'm, I'm yeah, really good. We're keeping that. We're keeping yeah, we got that. That girl years. is Robinette from now for now on. That girl. Y'all don't y'all don't steal that shit because we're gonna um uh, we're gonna get that license in too. So we'll get that <laughs> yeah, on t-shirts. yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that's her fucking name, but yeah, girl. I mean, yeah. But we can still do it. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. but I'm your host, Miss Malachi. I'm joined by um one of the few people in my close circle, I should say, to have met um President Barack Obama up close and personal, Miss Devereaux. Um, uh, why don't we just get into that story, girl, to start us off, and then we'll talk about what topics we're tackling today about Obama. Yeah, um, girl. So, so just you, can't... so you smelled him. You touched him. Yes. What does yes, the skin feel like? Yes, what does he smell yes. like? Yes. Hmm. You know, did you see does... the Did you see the dick print? No, it's not. Oh, I wish, <laughs> girl. So I was like halfway blind when I met him, girl. Let me tell oh, you. Why, did you girl. leave you leave your glasses or your contacts at home? What happened was is it was the cute new pair of Warby Parker glasses I wanted to wear in a because I was getting a picture with him in the oval, girl. So what oh, happened was. Okay. Yeah, candidly, one of my brothers did work in the Obama administration in the second term. And so what happens is everyone, basically everyone who works in the Obama administration, especially, uh, well, particularly if you work like in the White House, which my brother did mm. work in the White House at the time, you get uh, a picture with him, with your family. Mm. You know, you can invite up to five family members and you all can get a picture in the Oval Office. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So my, my brothers and my mom, uh, we all went and it was really cute um i actually posted the picture on our instagram stories but um yeah it was but what happened was i i really wanted to look cute i picked out my red my red um you know american tie i had a little american flag lapel pin girl i took this picture in october 2016 with the president so what happened was and you get to take in the oval i'm sure what happens is he like he does a certain number of pictures on given days with staffers. Mm. So yeah, that makes sense. we went in, yeah, we went in on like a, I think it was a Monday actually. And it was an October, mm-hmm. 2016 girl. <laughs> so okay. yeah. So what, what, what gagged me about that is cause you know, I was like, you know, I feel like I really want to tell Obama that I think Hillary's going to lose Michigan. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> And they were, and my family was like, no, no, behave, act right, act right. But I was like, no, I think he could do Ms. something. Miss Deborah always could... trying to do the good work, bitch. She, Miss Deborah almost saved us, y'all. So wait, wait, wait. maybe you to. did. Maybe you did. Did you tell him? Did you? Yeah, no, sorry, I ahead. didn't. My family said, keep my mouth 
Should be acting. Damn, right. girl, you almost saved us from Miss DJT. Ain't that some shit? Because uh. I, I thought he could, if he knew that Hillary was going to lose Michigan, that he could have called her, her and her campaign and tell them to do more. But anyway, so how, did, anyway. how did you know back that you just saw the signs? I just saw the signs. I just something in the air here. The white people, like <laughs> something, the white something in the white people, the white. Yeah, energies. it was given that, and then I just heard a lot of young black people be like, "I'm not voting near the same." I'm not voting, you know, trade and all that and ghetto fish. We're saying stuff like that. <laughs> so anyway, but that was so, but why I couldn't see? So we all put on our cute little suits and stuff. My mom had on her little red suit. We were all American and stuff. And then, um, and so anyway, um, but I wanted to, I didn't want to wear my regular glasses. I wanted to wear these really cute Warby Parker glasses, mm-hmm. but I couldn't get them in prescription in time. So I bought those hoes non-prescription. <laughs> oh my god! And I should I. And then what happened was like I forgot to bring my contacts on the flight because we like. No, and you couldn't just like, pick some up nearby. I don't have. I don't know how contacts are. So you yeah, can't contacts. Just get them. No, you have to have your. You have to your have your RX. prescription. You have to have your Got prescription. It. Yeah, and I forgot to like bring my contacts to put under the glasses. So, bitch, but I was so determined to not take my picture. I had my regular glasses on on the plane and stuff. And I was so determined. So, But you wanted to use those Warby Parker glasses. Because they were so cute. They were so oh cute. And they look cute in the pictures to this day. But when we got in there, we <laughs> waited. We got to see, like, the, the, the halls with, like... The pictures of other presidents, the Norman Walkwell mm-hmm. pictures, and I, I had, been, I candidly, I'd been in the o- Oval two times before this, maybe even three times yeah. before. She this. goes all the time, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> I had because I had gotten tours of it even when George W. Bush was president. One of my friends who worked for a certain because he used to be a DC girl. Yeah, I was a DC girl. Yeah, so I'd been yeah. in the Oval. DC girls be times. up up in that Oval Office. Sometimes they'd be visiting certain people. Yeah. You know, on some Olivia Pope tea, maybe? On oh, some <laughs> Olivia Pope tea, yeah. But I, I've been in that girl at least three times already. I've been all through the West Wing. It was cute, but, like, it was different this time. Because, <laughs> like, you, usually it's kind of roped off. And, like, <clears throat> I would have to go all in the Oval Office and stand in front of the Resolute desk and shake his hand. And he knew things about my brother who had worked for him. I guess he gets a little sheet with little information about them. And he knew things about my brother. Mm. Like, it was really cute. Um, and so he talked to my brother for a little bit. He talked to my mom, and then me and my other brother, we kept our mouths shut. We just said hi, <laughs> nice to meet you, Mr. President. We didn't tell him that he was going to lose Michigan, or that <laughs> yeah. Hillary was going to lose Michigan. <laughs> yeah, because it was really my my one brother who had worked in the White House. It was his moment. So, um, and my mom too. You know, Obama. Like, I think he complimented my mom on her red suit. I don't know. He complimented her on something. I can't remember what. But anyway, you didn't want to fuck up the moment. I mean, yeah, I didn't. I did it. It was cute. Something. It was really nice. It was something. And we had a cute little conversation and it took a cute picture. His official photographer. That is one of the, oh my God, I love that picture. I really do. And so oh, it's up. It's a good picture. We, yeah, it's a cute picture. It's a cute picture. But yeah, that was my, and he smelled, he did smell good. It what was, he, he was like? so gracious and so nice. Like, um, Cocoa like, you, I don't know. I, from what I could smell, he, it was just like, like, um, what's that green soap that trade use a lot? That green bar Irish soap? spring. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that nigga smelled. He smelled like Irish spring. You know, what Obama's smells still good. a nigga, y'all. Obama's yeah, still yeah, a nigga. Yeah. You know, Michelle be trying to get him on some good shit, but he just always like when he's busy, he just runs for that Irish spring. Yeah. That nigga, um, but Irish, Irish spring be smelling good on the trade though. It really does. And so, so he's stupid. He, that's what he smelled like. And he was so gracious. So nice that smile it was just everything you thought it would be he's exactly what you think he would be exactly i love it all right now let's get into tearing him down no (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. 
Just kidding. Um, no, we're doing the same format as last time. You know, like we said, Obama is a complicated figure. We're, um, cause I don't want to derail the show anymore than our zombie conversation. We're not going to spend time talking about how he felt the defund the police slogan, um, wasn't the right thing to use. It wasn't a slogan, but we're not doing it. Um, we will talk about it probably the next Obama episode. We'll save it for then. Um, cause I think that gets into larger, cultural uh or symbol symbolic things that i think obama sometimes right. can represent for good and bad right. so this week though we're talking to obama and your rights hoes um like your rights <laughs> we're gonna be talking criminal justice we're gonna be talking immigration we're gonna be talking foreign policy so look at our, uh, us intersectional girls with the with the immigration tea and all that. That's good though, isn't I it? Know. Us African American girls knowing the tea to be on. Um, yeah, or even a black immigrant long. girl, any type of immigrant girl. You know, oh that's like, true. I'd be forgetting yeah. that. I'm so used to like, oh, we were just brought here by us. <laughs> <Yeah. later. laughs> I'd be like, oh yeah, some of y'all girls come here voluntarily. What's yeah, like? a couple girls. It was at least a couple. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. you doing? Let's go find some Nigerian folk. Find yeah. a Nigerian queen. Yeah. <clears throat> So, we're starting with criminal justice. So, girl, because, you know, we got to start with the good. Lift us up. Talk about Obama. Yes. Okay, so, yes, oh, he Obama. He saved the girls from the prison he said, system. Yes. So, he actually granted clemency to 19, well, 1,927 individuals or 1,927 people, a figure that includes 17 or 1,715 commutations and 212 pardons more than any other president since Harry Truman, okay? So just just for context, George W. Bush only granted clemency to 200 people and Bill Clinton 459. So Obama's number of 1,715 is a big number relatively, right? Yeah. Um, he, um, but, yeah. But, but even let's just stop there for a minute and just say like what clemency is. Like basically like he, like commuting those sentences, basically he was like letting people out of prison early, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, clemency is just like, yeah, basically like granting people early release from prison. Mm-hmm. Um, a pardon is basically basically removing it from their record so Mm -hmm. that's a higher level of clemency and Mm -hmm. then lower level clemency like commutations is just basically releasing people early from prison for you know good behavior or Mm -hmm. whatever reason right um and then also and then bush only did 200 sorry yeah bush only did 200 and i think i think part of the reason like pre-trump that bush knows that republican girls have a bad relationship with pardons and clemency like that they basically have a bad reputation for be it corrupt even his even his dad george hw bush had kind of a corrupt pardon he 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 pardoned someone who was involved in the iran contra scandal under reagan and remember george oh, was, H. That, w. Bush um, was, VP was that what's during... his face was that um um I can't remember or his what's name. his fame okay anyway sorry go ahead yeah, I can't remember the guy's name, but um, also, so Obama, though, going back to, you know, our king, he presided over a 5%, <laughs> a 5% decrease in the number of federal inmates. And that's a, that's a, a real decline of 8,000 people in federal prisons. Mm-hmm. So that's a big deal. That's a big deal, right? We saw the prison, the federal prison population decline under Obama. Um, he also issued an order dismantling the, uh, dismantling federal privately operated prisons, which he said mm-hmm. were less safe and operated poorly. So we were on track. He basically had started the process for Hillary to be able to dismantle federal private prisons. He was setting it up for her. Um, now, that doesn't mean there's no more prisons, right? No, it just means that they, there's no more private prisons because private, private prisons, prisons try to operate at, you know, at a profit. So they basically, mm-hmm. 
you know, they cut they cut services for the prisoners, things like reading programs, GED programs, um, right? You know, benefits for prisoners, gyms, like they and they just capitalism. The cap, yeah, exactly. Something that shouldn't be a part of capitalism, like prison by default is a state. If it's, if it should even exist, it should be a state. Um, entity right and so the the other piece of this too is that the Obama administration Justice Department under Eric Holder and under Loretta Lynch who were attorneys general they -hmm. investigated more than 20 city police forces like in Ferguson Missouri and in Cleveland after police police initiated shootings so like the shooting of Michael Brown or Tamir Rice Um, and what they did is they cataloged all their civil rights violations and made them enter into a consent decree which are agreements with the Department of Justice to fire some consistently problematic officers and make specific other reforms like no chokeholds, like things that, you know, um, you know, basically end up killing black and brown people. And so mm-hmm. that even though, you know, we saw that Trayvon Martin happened during the Obama years or mm-hmm. more or more so police initiated murders like Tamir Rice and and uh, Michael Brown, that basically after the fact that the DOJ under Obama would go in and try to clean up those police forces after the fact and initiate reforms. So. One more thing, Obama also disallowed the Pentagon from selling certain military-style equipment to local police departments because obviously we see this military mm-hmm. militarization. Militars, how do you say that word, girl? Militarization. Militarization, yes, of police departments, including armored vehicles and grenade launchers. Mm-hmm. So Obama was not all of the equipment, but he for much of the equipment he was banning its sale to local police departments and state police departments. So that's a big deal. So, yes. And I think that's often, you know, when I talk about, you know, when we talk about, because essentially Black Lives Matter um, really solidified or really shot to the main stage under Obama, which I think is of note. Um, But when I talk about, you know, what Obama had, you know, whether he didn't do enough, you you referenced, you know, that how important it was that the DOG was going to these police departments and making these investigations and really forcing these police departments to hold themselves up to better standards. Now, I think the frustrating part is maybe how many of these things didn't last post-Obama. Um, because they were so reliant on Hillary being elected. Like he did, especially because he did them during the second term primarily and even towards mm. the last couple of years mm. of the second term, like 2014, 15, and 16. So they were so reliant on a continuation, you know, yeah. in Hillary. And that didn't happen, obviously. Yeah. I mean, so let's get into the kind of like the other side of the coin. Um, so what Trump reversed the order outlawing federal, like basically, basically anything Obama did, Trump did the opposite. Like that's literally what the history book could just put. Trump did the opposite. <laughs> he undid right, everything. Right. Um, so what he outlawed federal private prisons. Um, he stopped uh, under, um, oh my, God, I just, I just forgot his name. What's the fucking weasel man? Um, uh who which oh, oh um you know oh my the God. first um, the alabama jeff sessions jeff, jeff sessions, sessions yes. um because i mean this is something that he because jeff Sessions is very pro-police um they stopped doing investigations into local police departments and issuing those consent decrees um i mean let's get into this one <laughs> trump's clemency like this is some interesting tea because i think a lot of people hold up that like you know i mean you were saying that's probably why little wayne was trying to meet with him to maybe get a pardon or something but 
Um, it does seem like strategic the ways in which Trump uses pardon. Well, we know how he uses pardons to protect right, himself, right. but even clemency and things like that seems to be very strategic, right, girl? Yeah, oh yeah, girl. Because I mean, even like the the black lady who was in federal prison for drug trafficking, Alice Johnson, who Kim Kardashian was championing to get yes. out of prison, and then yeah. DJT let her out. He granted her either clemency or a pardon. I can't remember, but um. He basically, there's only been 44 clemencies during his presidency, girl, so far up That's until even less than Bush. <laughs> yeah, girl. And I'm sure there'll be more maybe towards the end, but they'll all be like his, you know, his corrupt, uh, you know, goonies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. All his people who were in his administration. That's who, and his kids and whatnot. That's who he's going to end up pardoning. I mean, I just saw that, um, what is it? Mike Flynn just got pardoned, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And, um, and, and then Mike Flynn and then, Earlier, Roger Stone got pardoned, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like mostly using his the pardon power and the clemency power to help out hit the people who were his supporters, right? Yeah. And not just general like, like you know, people in prison who were doing too much time or who were there on trumped up drug charges or who were there on you know way too long, right? So yeah, forty four mm-hmm. people, but he basically is able to use those as a marketing opportunity when he let the the black woman out of Tennessee, Alice Johnson, out, and he had Kim Kardashian parading her around and everything, and then he invited <laughs> her to the State of the Union, and he invited her to the Republican convention. See, I have done more for black people than Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, I'll, I'll yes. never get over that. I will never get over it, that being his like. That in his head being like, I've done more for you niggas than Lincoln, and y'all got the yeah. audacity. And you know what the me. gag is? He really, I think he he regrets doing anything for us. He says that now because we didn't, he didn't change Cause enough. Because we didn't, vote for, cause we didn't vote for him, or even he didn't. He thought he was gonna shift like twenty five percent of black people to him, and it it's wasn't. Like Kanye, Kanye fucking didn't do his job. And so he actually he's actually said from reports that he regrets doing anything for black people, including justice reform and in, in, in signing the Justice and Policing Act uh, that, you know, Cory Booker and um, championed in the Senate. He, he actually says he regrets doing that. Right. Um, which but you make the point that like likely only a Republican president could have gotten those Republican um, right. votes so, to do that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, Obama could have never gotten the votes from Republicans to do any kind of, you know, legislative criminal justice reform. That's why he had to kind of do things uh, through executive action, really. Right. And I think that's like, you know, a lot of those things that you're talking about with the criminal justice reform happened during that second term. That's when he, he didn't have the, um, we didn't, wait, did we, didn't, we definitely didn't have the, did we not have the House too? Or we... We just no, we didn't have the house for any part of the second term. We didn't have so the we, house. Right. So during the Obama years, we only had the house for the first two years of his right. presidency. Yeah. Um. So just the Senate, that... the Senate, we lost in 2014. So mm. we had it for the first six years of his presidency, but we didn't have the house. Mm. Thanks for mm. that. Um. But yeah, just a point that I was making. Like you know, some of the I would say some of the reasons some of these things also didn't last was because so many of these things were done by executive order, executive memos, basically directives coming from the president to the um, Department of Justice or coming down to like do these things. But uh, unfortunately, you know, like you said, because Hillary didn't follow him. So when there's a new president, they can just undo all that shit because it wasn't signed into legislation. So that's kind of the danger. I think that's one of those dangers and, you know, leaning a bit too much on those sorts of executive orders or the the executive has power, but 
it doesn't it changes in a way that like when legislature puts things down like it take it you've got to vote for it you've got to get the votes like to undo some of those things so Right. That's why that's why for us to vote in those down ballot races and vote in these like in Georgia, these two Senate seats are going to really matter for the Biden. Yeah. Any kind of progressive agenda under Absolutely. the Biden administration. Uh, so, especially, yeah. Knowing how obstructionist Republicans are um, have become. Particularly uh, Mitch McConnell in the Senate. Getting him out of that majority leader seat is so important. So important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I already touched on BLM. We're probably going to talk touch more about Obama and BLM and the politics of his relationship with them. Um, but yeah, it's Trayvon Martin happening in 2012. Um, a big spark, you know, a big moment in that movement. Obviously, you know, there have been people fighting for that kind of pro- progress um, and activism for a while, but I think it solidified, well, actually I guess solidified with like Mike Brown, especially in St. Louis. Um, but we're going to talk more about it later. Um, we know. So I'll keep us, um, keep moving on. Okay. <clears throat> Oh, no, sorry. What? Yeah, no, definitely. And and to just kind of thinking on terms of immigration and foreign policy, Mm -hmm. uh, talking about DACA, though, that's something very important, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals that Obama did do by executive action. And that is one thing that has been able to stick because Trump did try to overturn that. And even though it was done through executive action, the Supreme Court held that he could not overturn DACA for whatever reason. And, and I, I really have to go back and look at their legal reasoning for that. But that's one thing he was able to do that did stick um, during the during the Trump term. Um, but, yeah, that was an important thing because basically what it said is it allowed some individuals with unlawful presence in the United States, basically undocumented immigrants, um, after being brought into the country as children, I think under the age of 15 by their parents to receive a renewable two year period of deferred action from deportation and become eligible for work per- permits um, and student permits uh, to attend college. So that's super important because these these are two year renewable terms. And so what Trump was going to try to do is not allow any of the DACA Mm-hmm. Uh, students and and young people to renew, and so and the Supreme Court said no, you can't do that. And I think mm-hmm. that that was really interesting that the Supreme Court actually did intervene there. But um, and this is DACA is very important to distinguish this from the Dream Act, which was never passed. So the Dream mm-hmm. Act, which I gagged def- about, I de- I thought that shit was like because you talked so much about dreamers, and but it's like I guess that's the whole point, and that's why DACA came about was because the Dream Act. <laughs> didn't go anywhere yes which is crazy because a lot of like there's a massive it started support. with republicans by the way <laughs> yeah, and there's massive national support on both sides of the aisle for protecting dreamers even among you know republicans who we can't really trust like even among republican voters and white people and so i think that um and even some republican politicians say they support protecting the dreamers but then they didn't vote on the shit i feel like it just came at a time i mean well back in 2001 that was a different time because that's when it was first introduced and i think that was when it did have a lot of early support but especially in the later years when it was kind of reintroduced in like 2012 and i think also in 2017 it's just by that point republicans are obstructionists so it's like they're not going to support anything that obama does like they said it (laughs) they said no no nigga nothing so well yeah that is, uh, yeah, that is the case. They, I mean, that's they they vowed to not allow him to have a successful presidency, and for the most part, they failed on that. But there were some definite things where they blocked some major actions on his part, and this is the Dream Act was one of them. And so, I do admire 
uh, Obama for taking executive action on DACA because it wasn't clear that it was constitutional. So the fact that the courts did, um, mm. I think the court said that presidents do have a lot of leeway over immigration policy. That is mm. of the purview of the executive. And I think that's why uh, he was able, they were able to Ooh. maintain the constitutionality of it. But I'm, I'm, I need to look that up. But yeah. I'm on Obama. Yeah. Um, but girl, what about these deportations? Okay, though, girl? all right. On the, on right. the other yeah. hand, other right. side, other side, Obama, Obama. I mean, I mean that people have been saying it. If you don't know, it, it's a little. There's a bit of nuance to it, but the top level point is that even with Trump, even with Miss DJT, even Miss Build the Wall, kick those murderers and rapists back over. Obama continues to have had the most deportations of any of our recent presidents. Well, probably any president, essentially, because <laughs> going back far enough, we weren't having people come over like that. Um, so we've had, um, wait, are these numbers right? 12 million under Clinton? Yeah, which is a lot. That's a lot of deportations under Clinton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, like, so we have 12 million under Clinton, 10 million under Bush, 5 million under Obama. Because, um, yeah, from this, actually, from this, it's kind of saying, showing that, like, Obama wasn't the most. I'm kind of little. Yeah, I think what happened is is Obama had. Yeah, it is confusing, but I think Obama had more deportations in his first term than George W. Bush did in his second term. So when people uh, say that when they call Obama the deporter in chief, uh, basically they're saying like he basically increased deportation. I think George W. Bush had a lot in his first term, and then in his second term he started to scale deportations back, and Obama basically increased them from George W. Bush's second term. So wait, so then is that number right of it being five? Okay, so maybe it is five million. So then he didn't. So he hasn't. I'm wrong to say that he's had them. He did the most deportations. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I I know these these are numbers that I think you research, but I I I think that's what it is. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's part of what it is. Okay. Okay. Um I think the I think the points um around Obama was that yeah, one point one eight million in his first two years. Trump has been under eight hundred thousand. Um so I think um while ICE has been more of a deterrent under Trump, um, I think it's important that like, you know, the point about Obama being with deportations was that they had a more streamlined process, but that doesn't mean that it was any kinder or any nicer. I mean, we we were reading up on uh, Miss Cecilia Muniz, who's potentially up for some role in the new Biden administration, which quite she's a lot she's of... on the transition team already. She's already on the Biden wow. Biden transition yeah. team, and this is this is a girl. She's born in Detroit. This is a Latinx girl, and she was like one of the people over the first term Obama deportation agenda. Like she was saying that not only because really. They deported both, okay, people charged with crimes, particularly violent crimes, but also why the deportation numbers were so high under Obama in the first term is because they were deporting people who had just recently arrived, whether they had committed crimes or not. Because Cecilia, Cecilia Munoz, Munoz, she said basically that, oh, it was more humane to deport people who had just arrived versus those who had been here 20 years. So she didn't feel like they had any agency or not, or didn't feel like they had any claim to be here in the United States, even if they hadn't committed any crimes. Um, and that's part of the reason why the numbers were so high under Obama in the first term. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's definitely one to watch out for and keep an eye on um, what she ends up doing. Um, yeah, definitely. And definitely, and one thing that the Republican girls do say that's misleading, though, they always say, Obama built the cages, Obama built the cages, too. Just kind of noting, though, that, yeah, actually, those, those, those jail cells were in place, but what 
Obama did not prioritize a family separation policy during his his two terms in office. What he did is there were some children who came over with like coyotes and a, and adults whom they weren't related to, and they they separated those adults from children if they couldn't verify that that was the mom or the dad or the uncle or some relation. So that is part of why what they were doing is they were basically the cells were built for like coyotes and people who were smuggling children across the border. Um, so it's misleading because basically the, the family separation policy was not, that's misleading. It was not instituted under Obama. That was DJT for sure. Yeah. And Just that's the way it gets really brutal. Um, but and I did actually find those numbers. So yeah, I don't know where I got those other numbers from. So that's me. I'm correcting myself in time. Okay. Um, so I found a source literally from the Department of Homeland Security, kind of looking at removals by president. And Barack Obama is at three million sixty six thousand four hundred fifty seven. Um, Bush was at two million twelve thousand five hundred thirty nine. Bill Clinton was eight hundred sixty nine thousand. MSDJT oh. in her first two years was only at 551,000. So that's way better to get that perspective of why Obama's known as a deporter in chief. Okay, so that's where sense I got those other numbers from. Yeah, because so. these numbers are weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, that, I'm like, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. But yeah, so correction. So yeah, Obama, you didn't, you, that wasn't it, girl. But I, I think there's something to be said about, you know, that I think we don't, because he's hope and change, that we don't think of Obama as a conservative figure, but he, is in many ways um i think conservative especially in that respect um so i mean we, we talked last you know last time about you know hit the the things he did following the banking crisis and, and the um the um recession the great recession but you know he also still had people like tim geithner and and people from the big banks involved in his administration so i think this is just another one of those ways in which Obama was progressive in some ways, giving us LGBT marriage and things like that, but in other ways was very similar to Republicans, very similar to just more conservative ideology. Ideology, though. And also, also he was worried about being pegged probably in his first term, the first black president, you know, the first Democrat president in eight years, like his being pegged as soft yeah. on crime and, and open borders and yeah. he's prioritizing illegal immigrants and all that type of, all that rhetoric. He was sensitive to that. So he didn't want to embody those progressive or liberal values that we all hold dear now, but that he was scared to uphold and kind of specifically in his first term. Yeah. Well, Miss DJT don't need to. She she is who she is. It's almost um, like respectability politics in a way. Mm-hmm. It's like presidential respectability. Mm-hmm. P- presidential respectability pro- politics. Yeah. Yeah. But um this one um I mean, yeah, let's just get into like foreign policy, military action. I'm trying to think about I don't even know where my politics are on this. A part of me is like I'm not an intervention like I don't I think we're in too many wars. I think our military budget's out of this world, but so yeah, but anyway, I'm mixed on some of these things, but I mean, there's still victories. What in 2011 when there's his special forces captured and assassinated Osama bin Laden? Yes. That. Yes. I mean, in some ways that, that I, that's probably how he won re-election, would you say? Right. Yeah. So definitely when in May of 2011, I remember watching the TV and hearing that speech. And I remember that when he said Osama bin Laden had been captured and taken out and like he got it girl I knew he got I knew he was going to get reelected then I cuz I knew a lot of white people and you know people in general would be happy but especially the white people and so <laughs> I just was like oh okay that's how he secures the reelection because really if you think about 2011 like the economy hadn't really started to 
really boom yet by then we were still kind of in in like kind of like some post-recession years and i feel like the economy didn't really start taking off until obama's second term beginning like Mm. 2013 Mm. when we started to see the stock market really skyrocket and and more jobs and better employment numbers but um but yeah i knew that was going to do it to secure him a second term and even in that same year in september of 2011 he had another major victory with uh taking out anwar al Al Alaki, or Al- I can't even say his yeah, name. I think Anwar Al Alaki, the yeah, Al Qaeda, wow. the basically that was like the second in charge of Al Qaeda under, uh, under um, homeboy uh, Osama bin Laden, and <laughs> oh, so, boy. but but he was actually taken out in a drone strike, uh, and actually Anwar Al Alaki was a U.S. citizen too, so there was some, you know, some ethical. Traitor. <laughs> there was some, yeah, he was a traitor, but there was some ethical, you know, ethical like. You know, things brought up about taking out U.S. citizens via drone strike. Um, but he was still a terrorist at the end of the day. But I know, Ms., <laughs> you know, Miss Malachi, I know, has issues with the with the drone strikes with, in general. I mean, though, right? yeah, you know what? I've got my own little bit of, like, national pride. Not that, but my issue is also just, like, the human casualty of some of those drone strikes. So Obama, <laughs> while well, also known as the porter in chief, was also known as the drone president for a lot of the drone strikes he did in the Middle East. Um, so while President Bush, um, good old W, um, approximately he did about 50 drone strikes that kill like, let's say 296 terrorists, um, but also about 195 civilians. So those numbers um obama authorized 506 strikes that killed 3,000 terrorists and 391 civilians Uh, and i read a number a few like a few hours ago that said up to like maybe 800 and something civilians between those four countries so i I believe it yeah yeah definitely yeah i can't i can't i'm i prepped this a little bit ago so i can't remember where i got those figures from but i mean i think the point made at whether it's you know almost 400 or 800 getting close to almost a thousand is that you know the way for me some of my issue about the drone strikes is just that um the ways in which it's again this executive branch kind of overreaching and then this is one um which by him doing this overreach because you know you're if y'all can go back to history class, uh, acts of war can only be done with like the approval, or what they're supposed to have only been done with the approval of the the the, uh, the legislation legislative branch. So it's like Congress, um, and by doing these kind of executive orders, I mean these are acts of war. You're literally droning, you're killing people in other countries, um, and this is like a program that Ms. DJT has taken up, and in some ways obfuscated even more because there's already a lot of, you know. A lot of it wasn't that it was hidden. I mean, the nice thing was they at least tried to be more transparent about killing civilians and, um, yes, terrorists, but also a lot of civilians in other countries. But it's become a complete, even more hidden under Miss DJT. And it's just that continued kind of like, I don't know, that like sl- a slippery slope, in my opinion. Um, I think, I think, you know, because I think what it is is that presidents are allowed to do actions for up to 60 days without congressional approval. And so, mm -hmm. but I think how, I don't, I don't think that's authorization under which Obama did these drone strikes. I think he (laughs) did it under, there was like a blanket authorization for, you know, um, act for military acts in the Middle East that kept Mm -hmm. being renewed every few Mm -hmm. years by Congress. And I think Obama did it under that authority. So I think that's part of it, too. Also, the Supreme Court tends to give a lot of deference to the executive branch. Just like they do in immigration, they do on national security 
issues to and war policy. They give a lot of deference to the executive branch. The Supreme yeah. Court tends to. So even if someone had tried to bring suit against Obama for these drone strikes, they might have lost to the Supreme Court. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, this is like Obama wasn't the start of this. I mean, uh, Rachel Maddow has a great book called Drift that I read a couple years ago. She talks about how actually a lot of this started with Reagan, the ways in which the executive branch has like its powers have slowly increased and increased and increased to the point that we're at today where in some ways it is more powerful than the you know really i mean well thankfully this year it was balanced out by the judiciary and the supreme court but still she's become quite powerful as compared to the other branches of government yeah definitely definitely that started under reagan you have to read that too it's a good book. It's a good yeah, read. It's, it's good. not, and it's not. It's like three hundred pages. It's not a long read. I know oh, she's okay. put out a more recent one. This one was like several years back, but she's got a more recent one. I don't really. I topic. consider us. I think we are still living in the Reagan era. I oh, think. Yeah. That, I think. When that did we Ra- leave it? <laughs> when I, did we leave it? <laughs> yeah, I think that like. But we, I, you know, you should say what that means to be like. Say that we're living in the Reagan era. Yeah. So the Reagan era is really like. Uh, liberalization of the economy so basically when I say liberalization though it doesn't mean like progressive it means like in terms of like no. de, de, le, like de, like the, like let the markets predict everything let the exactly. markets do like basically low 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 government intervention um, what is what is the, there's another word for it but go ahead Neo, well, Neo, uh, well, neoliberalism ne- neoliberalism right which Thatcher in the UK and then Reagan did here basically decoupling the government and regulation and high taxes with the economy. And so that kind of started the modern financial sector that we're in now, where we have mm. like derivatives and r- runaway stock market and that kind of thing, but also hot, heavy defense spending and, ex- mm. and strong executive action on defense. Because think I about, think, I mean, the major defense companies who are, again, are profit driven, market driven. You know, so like the mil- yeah. so like even even though prior presidents, even Republican presidents like Dwight D. Eisenhower, who was a military general, who's a <laughs> he, he even warned about the military industrial complex back in the fifties. He was warning about that because he did he didn't want like once he became president, he never wore his military uniforms or anything ever again because he wanted that. to have a separation like civilian a civilian president, right? He didn't want, but then he also warned about uh. This, the military industrial complex and that we need to be aware of that and defense contractors and that kind of thing because war generates profits for you know certain mm. industries and certain people and so but reagan just ran away with that he just basically mm. said okay well that's great that's a good thing the military industrial complex let's go for it and that's and that's the era we're still in we're still in that I wonder if he was also, as someone who had came, you know, for those of you that don't know, Ronald Reagan was known for being a B-list actor at that. An yes. actor, but a B-list one at that. A actor, I wonder yeah. if that was also some of his own kind of, you know, trying to overcompensate. Like, I mean, some I, of this is just male ego to you, right? Like, oh my God, my know. grandfather used to say that to me all the time when I was younger. You know, Ronald Reagan was a B-actor, right? He would say that. He would literally <laughs> say that all the time. You know, Ronald Reagan was a B-actor. He was never an A-list actor. He used to always say that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, probably Inse- was insecurity, insecurity, oh, just like Lord. DJT. I mean, it's the same kind of insecurity. I feel like, mm-hmm. and she is super about like, oh, wants to, wants to put on a military parade for what? For just what? To girl? Show show my power. Show I'm the president. You know, oh, you shouldn't disrespect me because I'm your president. You work for us. <laughs> You're our like we elected you. But anyway, but I will say this. I will say this to kind of end this segment on a more po- on a slightly more positive oh, note. Yeah, slightly, but. 
you know, Obama was one to focus more on multilateral action, like basically mm. going into military action with other allies and with other countries involved, uh, such as the multi-party Iran nuclear deal, right? Mm. Signing that deal, getting it, you know, John Kerry really pushed it through as Secretary of State, and of course, DJT overturned it, but, you know, that was, that was a big deal because basically he was trying to do multilateral negotiations mm. with other countries rather than unilateral action. Basically like the Iraq war where we just had a couple allies who went with us. But, you know, George W. Bush entered that without the support of the U.N., without the support mm. of Germany and France and Russia and other countries. Um, and so but um, definitely because of that. He didn't do, he did very limited action in Syria. He did not want Syria to become another Iraq. We mm, were doing a preemptive yeah. war. And so, I felt that. you know, and so that was interesting because he, he, he was against Bashar al-Assad in Syria, mm. but did not do like, he, he drew a red line, but then didn't enforce it. And of course, the kind of the war hawks, like your John Boltons and your John McCain's really, and then even, and even, even Trump and some other like more dovish, types who aren't so pro-war but on the republican side they criticized obama and even some people like diane feinstein on the democratic side criticized obama for not taking more authoritative action in syria which they say allowed isis to kind of in islamist um terrorist extremists yeah. extremists to come into um action but i i kind of actually honestly think that obama what do you made think, the right girl? decision first of all fuck diane feinstein yeah yeah girl. fuck her so yeah. what do you think I think Obama made the right decision on Syria because it could have been another Iraq. It could have been another But also, one. well, I mean, it's like, it's not, but that's the thing. It's like, is, and this is the thing people, you know, still argue about. Like, is it our job to be the world police? Like, is it our job to go fix every problem? Are it some, because we saw Syri- where Syria went. Like, well, Syria, yeah, but then now, now, yeah, but the other, the other piece of it too is that Syria, um, had the backing of Russia and Iran right. too. So it would have been so more like, complicated. It could have been even like a world, it could have turned into a world war had Obama taken serious action in Syria. Yeah. So I think, I really honestly do think he made the right choice in the long term, even though there was the rise of ISIS to start. Like, yeah. I think. And the refugee crisis. Assad crushed, Assad really, they, Trump, they give Trump credit, but it's really Assad who crushed ISIS. So by, by basically not trying to take Assad out of power, Bashar al-Assad, who was terrible, who used weapons of, you know, war against his own people, chemical weapons and whatnot, but he's the one who took out a lot of those terrorist groups. It was really mm. him. And that's, he's basically secured control of his country once again. That's really how it happened by not taking him out. Because if we had taken him out, there would have we would have created a power vacuum mm. that would have been just like Iraq and just like really Libya too. Which you know we did actually intervene there at the behest of the French president at the time, Nicolas Sarkozy. He really the French really led that effort, um, and Hillary Clinton on on the U.S. side really was part of leading that effort too. Um, along with the UK, they were part of it too. And so there was, it was a multilateral action because even Arab states like Qatar and the UAE, the United Arab Emirates supported it. Um, but France, we really found, kind of found out later from a congressional report that France really wanted to lead that effort to get rid of Gaddafi because they basically wanted to increase France's share of Libya's oil production <laughs> and strengthen French. You know, it was a former French co- colony. So oh, imperialism. French, yeah, strengthen French influence in Africa. And basically, we just supported them in that. And in doing that, we created it. We left a power vacuum. And now... You know, Libya is also is just a total free for all. There's a lot of 
Islamist terrorist groups there, and it's <sighs> it's a shit show. And that's one action that we even if, but the thing is, even if we hadn't supported it, they still would have done it. France and the UK would have done it, and would have also created that you know the same issues even with with or without us. So yeah, yeah, that's some tea. Ah, oh, well, on that note, on that note, well, actually, before we um start wrapping things up, what do you think? Um, how do you think, Miss Biden? Will, will Biden imitate? Talking about leaving on that more positive note, that you actually think there was a lot of good things to Obama's multilateral approach, despite some of those kind of, you know, more fr- when well, I'm just frustrating, really awful aspects to his military action. What do you think Biden will be like? Do you think he'll take that same approach? Uh, I think he, I think he's definitely going to take a multilateral approach for mm. sure. He's already talking yeah. that. I mean, yeah, I mean, about, he's already you know, like being like America's, allies. America's back. <laughs> Yes. America's back, <laughs> but I think, right. but I think he may, it may, he, there may not be as many drone strikes under a Biden, or oh, yeah. there's not, there's going to be a less aggressive foreign policy under Biden than Obama because actually people don't really realize this. One of the reasons I believe that Obama basically chose Hillary over Biden in 2016 is Hillary, you know, is more war. She she's more of a Rah! for sure. <laughs> Than, than Joe Biden and Hillary was like, no, you got to go after Bin Laden. You know where he is. Go after him. And Joe Biden was like, eh, I don't know. This could turn out to be a disaster. I don't think you should do it. And so Joe Biden, even though he also voted for the Iraq War, I will say that he is more dovish than Hillary was, and possibly. Even what do you mean by dovish? Su- like dovish anti-war. meaning like anti-war, anti. Yeah you know, military action. He's more dovish and possibly even more dovish than Obama. Mm. Uh, possibly. So yeah. I don't think we'll see as much military action under Biden. I could be wrong, but I don't think we will. I sure hope so. Unless we're just, you know, it might be military action against zombies though. That's a whole different yeah, thing. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Well, that military <laughs> action, I would support, girl. I would support that shit. <laughs> Put them down. I don't yeah. care who they are. Um, <laughs> it's about to be like, could you, if, my, if grandma got turned into a zombie, could you put grandma down? I know. I Girl, could. you got to take grandma out if she becomes a zombie. Grandma's gone. Gram- grandma's just, gone because that's not that's grandma That's just a zombie anymore. word. That's not grandma Exactly. No more. That's not grandma. Take her out. Take, take her, her out. out. Take her out. <laughs> We're so stupid. With that, I think that brings this, uh, it's time to wrap things up. That brings our second Obama episode to us. Close. Oh, I can't wait to be done with this girl. But (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know I I, like I can't stand Obama. I do, you know, I do still love Obama. He's still the first black president. Um, even I still think about how he inspires me to to go for things. So, and that's what we'll get into in our last episode. Spoilers, but we're gonna talk a little bit about symbolism and what he means, and also the ways in which almost his symbolism and meaning let us down. But that's gonna be for the new year. So yeah, because we are still a political show, girl. You know, I know we talk about Mimi and Anita Baker and shit, (laughs) but we are at the core. We still are a show to talk about. You know, dick and politics, right? Like all of it. All of it. That's the motherfucking motto. But I wanted to end by saying, so we are going to do another mailbag show, um, probably I think for the week of Christmas, that's the week of the 21st. Uh, So this is the time. If you can't stand what we said, if you are like, yes, bitch, exactly. If you have your own arguments, again, don't send us a whole two-page long dissertation, girls, because we I'm going to cut that shit down. But send us your questions. Send us your comments. Send us your thoughts on Obama, on Mimi, hell, anything we've been talking about. We still have a couple episodes to go before we get to the mailbag show. We've got a special guest next week, who I'm not going to say. But yeah, this is Y'all girls will gag. Us. Y'all love our guests. I will say that. <laughs> All about the gag. Um, I'm excited for it. Someone I was looking forward to having on. Um, so 
emails to ask them a-s-k-t-h-e-m at to com, and then send your voicemails if you have them leave us a voicemail at 323-438-2827 that's right bitch i got the voicemail back because i'm gonna let y'all girls know i got rid of it because like these girls aren't leaving no voicemails but if you do leave one i may even if i can figure it out have it on the show so yeah leave us voicemail let us know what we're doing y'all girls don't have to be silent <laughs> um with that thoughts and prayers real quick georgia runoff we already kind of mentioned it we need that senate early voting begins this coming week january 5th um is election day call your and the, family, really call your really friends. the last day of voting is january 5th you got to think of it voting yes. starts when early voting begins and then every and then every day up until january 5th is election day really you really need to think of it that way mm-hmm. that's the right call your family call your friends call your trade yes um i we, we could have mentioned this talking about trayvon martin because again despite having a black president we're still dealing with black violence from the state um casey goodson who was 23 years old he's a columbus man who was walking into his home with a sandwich um was shot in the back three times by a sheriff um they supposedly had him confused for another suspect he is dead so um there's a lot happening with that it just already seems like a mess like apparently the um department that was doing the the sheriff department was trying to like knock it off to this other department to do the investigation and they were like this is like three days late that you're asking us to look at this. And like the crime scene has already been, you know, cleaned up. Like we're not taking on this investigation. Like it looks like a mess. So thoughts and prayers to his family and friends. Like literally they were on the, I've seen like they were already in contact with each other to the point where they knew he had just left the dentist and he had just gotten a sandwich. And that's why they knew that there wasn't some sort of weapon or anything like that. And it's just, I can't imagine what their family is going through, but definitely, um, I'm I'm kind of glad I don't have to watch a video right now, at least at the moment. But that that's um that's on the mind, so be aware of that. Um, I don't really I don't have anything to say about these things anymore. Kind of lifting us back up. Do you have any two snaps for us, Ms. Devereaux? Yeah, it's it's funny because it's kind of a thoughts and prayer and a two snaps. But I do want to give two snaps to actress Natalie DeSell Reed. Um, 53 years old. We did lose her to colon cancer at, at, mm. at her home in Los Angeles. Um, but how we all know Natalie is we know her best as Mickey from BAPS, which is one of my favorite movies. Is it? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I love it with her and Holly Berry and Martin Landau. Um, and then from the TV show Eve, when the, when the rapper Eve had her own TV show. Oh, I do remember that. Yes. She was, she was a co-star on the show. So, yeah, you know, n- we, none of your white people going to know any about this. Anything <laughs> yeah, about this. <laughs> yeah. But we lost, we lost Miss DeSell Reed at 53 from colon cancer. But I do want to give her two snaps for all the light that she gave us in life in her comedy oh, and the laughter that. she gave us. So two snaps for Miss Reed, for Miss DeSell Reed. Oh, that's nice. I remember mm. from Cinderella too. Oh well, yes. what was it? it was Brandy Cinderella. And Brandy Cinderella with Whitney Cinderella Houston. With Whitney Houston. <laughs> yep, she was in that. She too. played she uh, the evil one of the evil stepsisters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So with that, that's our show. Follow us on social media at Two Save Queens. That's the IG. That's the Twitter. That's about it. <laughs> Don't yeah, forget yeah. to um, you know retweet us, retweet the show, retweet the episodes. Helps us get out there. Um, you know, do it in your fleets, do it in your IG live, <laughs> yeah. do it in your messenger. Yeah. I'll never get over that. Me neither. Because also, it literally tells you with the update. It's like, oh, someone posted a new fleet. <laughs> oh, <girl. laughs> um, 
we've got like i said been hinting we've got a fun show for you next week um so definitely make sure to tune in that something to get y'all girls a little you know get y'all girls a little warmth in the cold winter get you warmed up um i hope you stay safe healthy and saved out there uh miss deverell what you got for the children yeah girl i know y'all are shopping for these christmas and holiday gifts girls so make sure you buy local you buy black and you buy necessities for the girls like you know your mama needs some mouthwash buy buy that healthy <laughs> mouthwash you know and also um things we need needs over wants right you can also buy your family things like stock some index funds put money into the kids college funds this is not the year to do all that bullshit shopping at the mall girl Mm. we are still in a pandemic girl buy so buy from little boutiques buy online buy black buy what's necessary or just save that money for that flight when the zombie virus comes you might need that flight you know to that money cash on that private flight that too for that private (laughs) flight okay all right bye girls (laughs) 